Sean, and Sailor Blair. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 128. We are that podcast that talks about anime, cons, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm Dijeron Maz. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Mako-chan. Who sounds remar- a hell of a lot better than she did during our pre-audio check. What did you do? I'm holding the microphone, like, right up to my mouth. Oh, Mako-chan. Yeah. Oops. Mm-hmm. Well, it was also late. I- last week, but then again, that wasn't yeah. saying much. It- yeah. Yeah. Well, like I said, we did do a, uh, an episode the following night, pre-recorded like how we used to do it back in the day and got it up on the feed, but um, it come to determine that the problem was more or less on my end. Evidently, when I moved my, my mixer and I took it out of the house and put it and brought it back, I guess Windows didn't like the configuration, so it just really screwed the audio, because <laughs> right afterwards, I just unplugged it and plugged it back in for like the third time, and it just fell together like clockwork, and I'm like, well now. It's a finicky little bitch, isn't it? No, it's just that my machine has all these USB hookups in the back doing various things, and I'm kind of pushing it more than I should, but you know, I don't do too much with it, so hopefully in the next uh, three months, I'll have all the upgrades in here that I really want to do. Let's hope that happens. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. Yeah, because that means my machine gets upgraded. Yep. <laughs> and I'm seriously thinking about ripping out that um that that the um the card reader putting in a different one. I haven't decided yet. Mm. So how is everybody? Let's start with Ari. Uh, it's mostly just been work for the past week or so. Yeah. I got paid today, so that's good as well. And uh I've been trying to get back into bowling. You had you know, considerably more practice, but uh you know, that's kind of a comedy of errors the uh, <clears throat> way it's been going. Right. Like the last practice session I had, uh, I don't know what happened, but some weird shit happened. Like I shanked one and it fell, fell into the four seven pocket, which is the four and seven pins, which are the closest one to the left hand gutter. It ended up a strike. Mm. And then I, for some, I don't know how, what the hell happened, but. As I approach a foul line, I fucking collapse and land on both my knees on the hardwood, and my left calf has a... It feels like someone shot an arrow through it, and I dropped the ball on the way down, and that was a strike. And (laughs) and because you... Wow. I can't believe you said that. I can't believe it fucking happened. The one with the 4-7 is going to haunt me for the rest of my fucking life because only one... Because no one else was in the lane, just some uh, some guy behind the counter, and he was like off talking to the phone. So I was like looking around, like, wait, did anyone else see that? I'm not fucking tripping, am I? Now, because you said shot an arrow, this ran through my head right away. Oh God, don't! If it'll play, there. You go. <laughs> oh God. Could have been worse. How could have it been worse? Don't don't tempt her, please. <laughs> he could have been shot in the knee. I used to be a professional bowler till I took a pin to the knee. 
<laughs> I've ever wielded a bowling pin. Those things are heavier than they look. You catch someone on the side of hell on those, they fucking stay down. <laughs> I but yeah, the I was also there earlier. They got the pro shop. It was a uh, help. What's that? Helped me with a few things and trying to see. Me, I was thinking about getting lessons eventually because I have to f essentially unlearn everything I I was taught about how to bowl. Right. And uh, because a lot of my money is tied up in gifts and medical insurance this week, I can't really get a new ball. But they do have uh, repurposed or uh, refurbished balls there, you know, which are you know more designed for hooking and have a you know stronger core and for high high performance and whatnot. Right. Because the one I have now is it was given to me for free, so, mm -hmm. so it's it's pretty much a solid piece of plastic. But you know what do you want for nothing? Yeah, and you did say something last week about about possibly getting it um, painted up like a mask, like a pokeball. I would, but but again, that would be like like the novelty balls, like the translucent ones have like like something weird, like a skull or dice. Or if you ever seen the movie Kingpin, yeah, uh, Bill Murray's character had a rose inside his ball. But those are pretty much for just throwing straight down at the pins. Oh, okay. But yeah, that would also cost. It would either be like cheap and you know flashy looking, or or the like new hooking balls, or the ones for high performance, are like starting like 150 bucks, which I don't really have right now. Right, right. Okay. All right. Okay. But uh, yeah, the league I'm in starts in about a week, so it gives me plenty of time to practice. That's good. That's good. All right. So, Mako Chan, how was your week and how was your day? Oh dear God. Um, well, shortly after we taped the episode last Wednesday, my internet went out, and Oops. it's still not back on. So, uh, I'm talking to you from my phone on Skype, which I was questioning whether that was going to happen, because Saturday, when I went into work, my phone died. How did it die? I mean, what happened? Um, I was told my... I. I basically begged my mother to come to work and pick my phone up and bring it to Radio Shack for me to see if they could do anything with it since I have the uh, extended warranty plan. Um, the guy basically said that it's uh, a common occurrence with the phone that I picked out. What? So I went in on Sunday and he basically, because I still had all of the packaging from the phone when I originally got it only a month ago. Mm -hmm. uh, he basically took everything back and gave me a brand new phone. Same model? Yeah, same model. But what until I can uh yeah, until I can save up some money and get a better phone. Yeah, and I and I noticed like right after you did that, Metro PCS is doing this special where it's forty bucks for unlimited everything. I'm like, wow. Yeah, a lot of them are doing that. Because gotta be a catcher. The phones have got to be cheap as hell. Actually, no. It's it's sim. The thing is this, with with Metro PCS, they have like some of the name brand phones that that would be on AT and T or T Mobile, and they do have lower end ones. But it's because of how they have their network put together. And now that Metro PCS is now uh, part of T Mobile, which is going to be their prepaid brand, I guess they're able to do that. It, it used to be they were still the cheapest. Um, when they started getting smartphones, it was like a dumb phone was forty bucks. Smartphone was fifty. Then when they started adding four G, it was like fifty-five. It's like you know that's not bad. I mean, personally, I'd I'd liked having I like having 
unlimited per se, but you know how I am. But please continue. But yeah, I mean, that's basically it. I've been working my ass off because one of the girls at work is uh, she hurt her back, so everybody's been covering her hours. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's basically it for me. I will have my internet back tomorrow, and I can't wait. <laughs> But um, what actually happened to your phone? Period. What you didn't that you didn't tell us. I don't know. Oh. Um, basically, basically the phone um, when it would boot up, it would freeze. Yeah. And that would be it. You'd reboot it, and it would freeze at the same point. So it it locked at the bootload. Okay, that has actually happened yeah. to a friend of mine, and I was like, she had a she had Galaxy S three. I said, you un- if you can. You root the phone. You can go in, wipe the phone, re-put the the Android ROM on it, and you're fine. She was like, it "Couldn't do that." And I was like, "Well, damn." Yeah, when um he took my my old phone and tried to basically manually factory reboot it. Yeah, and he couldn't even do that. Yeah. I I think personally, well, like I said, if my phone was doing, I, if I can just get into the download mode and drop a new image onto it. I might be able to get something done, but, you know. It's not that big of a deal. No, I got a new phone, so I'm just trying to get it back to what it needs to be. I have to rework all the uh, contacts and everything again. Well, all you got to do is just log in with your Gmail and everything will come right down. Oh, yeah, but I have to, like, put my ringtones and everything Uh, back on for everybody. Gotcha. That doesn't save. Well, there's, a, there's an app I have to send you called My Backup Pro. If you tell it to backup like every day, it'll save all your settings and this and that. So if it locks, you put it into a new phone. As long as everything is there and you tell it to restore the backup, you're good. Mm. But, you know, yeah. It's how I'm able to keep all my settings and stuff together. And I've been, and for a while, I've been checking for new ROM updates for my phone, but I haven't checked in a while because it's like, it's just stuck at that, that one that they have, but, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, as for my week and my day, things has just been all right. It's, I can't complain. It's just me trying to figure out what to do with my, what to do with my life right now since I'm done with school. Um... I did have jury duty yesterday, and since I go in, I have all my equipment, like my smart, my, my phone, my tablet, 3DS, and I'm like, I don't want to do jury duty, but on the same token, it's free money. And I'm like, I hope yeah, I... six whole bucks. Woohoo! Six? I get 40. What? Yeah. State of New York, unless you're doing grand jury, all jur- every time you serve on jury, you get, six, you get 40 bucks per day. Oh, God fucking damn it. Yeah, you don't. That that doesn't happen in Jersey. Mm. And I don't know what the pay scale is for fucking grand jury, which is what I got. So and I'm looking for doing this for, according to the the notice, 17 goddamn weeks. Well, I do know you get like around two up to 200 bucks a day in in New York for if you're on if you're like on grand jury and stuff like that. If you're on a jury, yeah. though. No, 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 no. Not if you're just waiting for a call. No, 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 no. In state of New York, if you're doing city, county, or state, it's 40 bucks a day, regardless if you are on a jury or not. 
Now, if you're doing like federal or grand jury, something like that, something big like that, you get a, up, you get around like two hundred bucks per day. That seems off, but okay. Well, because I guess because you're dealing with the federal government and it's a high, generally it's like a high profile case, so. Mm. But it doesn't matter. I go in. They say you have to be there at 8.30. I didn't show up. I didn't get to like 9 o'clock. I just walked in the room and sat there, went through the rigmarole. They said August is a slow month, so you might be discharged at 11, 12, 1, 2, or you might be here for the whole day, and we'll let you know if you have to come back or not. So I'm there going in and out of consciousness, and then they say we can go for a break. I just sit there. I'm like, you know, I'll be fine. I'm floating in a consciously. I said, fuck it. Went and got coffee and a donut. Came back. I think around 12, they said, um, you're not needed. Come on up. Get your, you, that, they said, you're not needed. You don't have to come back tomorrow. Everything is fine. So we go up there. We get our receipts. So I don't have to deal with jury duty for another eight years. Eight mm-hmm. years. Yep, eight years. Yeah, it's eight years. It's three in Jersey. No, it's not. Well, either way, I the last well, time I was on jury was a year and a half ago. Well, here's the thing. If yeah, you can, but you're on grand jury now. That's different. <sighs> Actually, even if it's not different, I know in New York, if I get called for grand jury, I got to show them this receipt, I don't have to go. Lucky you. That's, actually, that's, that's how it's supposed to be, whether it's state or federal, you know, but... It, it's like I said, same thing with like special deals and rebates when you buy stuff. Your mileage may vary. And also, Saturday was interna- was the fourth International Cosplay Day. I got there late, so you know, I just of course. Well, I was I didn't get to bed till five o'clock in the morning because after my party at the at the Patriot, a friend of mine who I invited dragged me to a dance club and we were there to about four so <laughs> hey you closed down the bar nice no we closed out the club that's what I mean sorry uh, fair enough so I'm like I'll get there when I get there it was it was alright and I got I did a photo shoot with my friend Kristen and one pic, one cosplayer picture I did not get that I wanted to get some girl actually showed up as Helga from Hey Arnold unibrow and everything yes nice and I, I was asked to also judge the um, the costume contest. It was really bad. But, and I, t- I told Eric, you know, for next year, I'm going to help you. We're going to do it right. You know, we're going to have banners. It's going to be a little bit more fun, you know. Mm. What got to me was, I couldn't figure out where it was, because I get to 86th Street, and I'm like, I walk across the street, looking at Google Maps, and I'm walking around to get to the location. But when I'm leaving, I'm like, let me go through this shortcut here. I walked through, I walked that path to leave Central Park, and right across the street was where I got out for the, for the subway. And I'm like, son of a bitch. But um, Kristen and her friends, they, w- they, were, they were asking what we're going to do afterwards. I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, what is it to do? And she was like, how far is Chinatown from here? I'm like, Chinatown's about 20, 30 minutes from here. And we can check out the Maid Cafe and stuff. And, and they were like, Maid Cafe? I'm like, yeah. So there I am at the Maid Cafe for the third time in a row. <laughs> and 
But we at, we did go to my favorite um, local Chinese restaurant, and we we ran into JV Mon, friend of OLR. We, I think, no, no, he met with us after we had dinner. We went to um, Chinatown Fair, and he treated me to a game of DDR Extreme and um, and Rerave, which is pretty cool. Rerave is like um, Elite Beat Agents without the stylus. Hmm. Did so he has a big touchscreen. Yep, it's a mighty big touchscreen. Cool. I think I've seen stuff like that at uh, 8 on a break. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it's fun. And then we went to the Maid Cafe, and we, ha- and we had fun. So, And pretty much every person I bring there is loving the chicken cutlet curry and the crepes. Cool. Yeah. So I may have to make another trip down there for the curry, because I'm really liking curry. And if you know me by now, I do have this aficionado for um, for curry. Whether it's Chinese, Japanese, Indian, whatever. As long as it's curry. Yeah, I need to get down there. <laughs> and also, when I was coming home from work, there was a package sitting in front of, the, in front of my house. And I'm like... You know, it's a good thing I live in a nice neighborhood like this because someone could have taken this package and walked away. Nobody's going to want what's in there except maybe you. Trust me, if other people knew what was in that box, they would have taken it. <laughs> so I open up the package. It's a, it's, a ki- it's a bitchy care package from Mako-chan. <laughs> yeah. Inside there was a bag of Lay's of chicken and waffles, which is sitting on top of my cheesy bread garlic ones. <laughs> And two pound, two one pound bags of coffee, and I'm like, "How the fuck did she know I was running out of coffee?" Hey, and it's French vanilla this time. Yeah, I might have to brew up a cup tonight. I might have to brew up a pot tonight and be like, "Mmm, coffee." <laughs> and the thing is, I was going. I said out while I was at Target, I was going to go buy coffee, but I totally forgot. Because depending on the time of day I'm at Target, I kind of want to find the shortest line and get out, grab my wings, and come home. Yeah, I figured I would uh, send you your graduation gift instead of waiting until the end of uh, September. Fair enough. And if we go to the chat room real quick at live.vognetwork.com, a Regenerator says, just don't eat too many crepes or else you get a bad case of the crepes. That was just terrible, man. Just, just terrible. And Misty goes, cuz coffee. Yep, coffee. <laughs> coffee flavored coffee. <laughs> Let me see if I can find this real quick. I should I, since we have this mix, I should actually use one of the inputs for um for my for my tablet for the soundboard. But um yeah. Is the output set? And it is. Regenerator, this is for you. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> so, anywho, but as uh, Michael Chan said, she has no internet, which let me left me in charge of fetching news articles. So it'll probably mostly be me and Ari reading stuff back and forth. I found some interesting things, and we're gonna have a real great time. And 
chances are there's some of you out there that are listening and also have your TV ready. So just so you know, if you head on over to anime to Facebook.com slash anime jam session, there is a link to the unofficial Heroes of Cosplay drinking game, which we will get into. So have that on have that there, so if you're going to watch that, don't worry, we'll be here. If you just wanna get your drink on, because believe you me, right after this once that DVR tr- shuts off, I will be jumping on that like white on rice. So until then, let's go ahead, take our first break, and when we get back, we'll get into the, the hot topics of the week. Works for me. All right. Okie dokie. We'll be back.
if you like independent podcasts, please check out some of our independent podcasting friends. It's Orange Lounge Radio, where they discuss video games, gamer culture, and lifestyle with Sky, Dark Sakura, and Loki. Listen live Sundays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on VOGNetwork.com. And right before them is the Bobby Blackwolf Show. It's video games and gamer talk starting at 8 p.m. If Warcraft is your taste, listen to Horde House with Sky and Extifer, Wednesdays at 10. If you want a more female perspective of what we do, listen to Electric Sisterhood with Ninja Sister and Pandelicious at electricsisterhood.com. If you prefer geek slash pop culture and sci-fi, it's podculture.net with Brad, Mondays at 9, and Under Sedation Live with Travis and Jessica, Saturdays at 10. Also check out the Brooklyn Otaku with D-Styles and Company. You can find them at facebook.com slash the Brooklyn Otaku. Oh my damn. Oh my damn. Okay, what is it? No, it's just that it's become... Alright, you know when you watch certain TV shows, everybody gets on Facebook, and you start discussing that episode as it's on, you know? Uh Uh-huh. That's what's happening with Heroes of Cosplay. Oh god, what are they talking about? Well, uh, one of our staffers, uh, Silver Phoenix, he actually parodied, um, the the DuckTales theme to Heroes of Cosplay. What? Yes. Uh, he he went to two revisions of it. Now he posted his final full revision of it. So let's see. Is this it? Let's see. Nope that that's not it. I have the soundtrack here, so I'm trying to make sure it's the right uh, it's the right one before I tell you what the lyrics are because it, it, it's it's something it's something special. Right, come on, come on, come on. All right, here we go. Let's sort it by the length, because I know the the time. Uh, uh, I know the time on it. Right. Is this it? Yep. Yes, th- that's the one I was looking for. Because the one that was fifty-five seconds is uh is too short. Just wanted to make sure. Right, I'm gonna pull it up. Forgive, forgive me. Life is like a hurricane here in cosplay. Interviews, convention, masquerades. It's a cosplayer. Might sew a ball gown or engage in prop showdown. Heroes of cosplay. <laughs> Every day they're out and making cosplay. Oh, daring tales of head casting cosplay. The competition is in three days. That dress has to light up some way. Gotta make the deadline, cause we're the heroes of cosplay. Every day we're out there making cosplay. Oh. Daring tales of hardcore partying cosplay. Oh. Not for fun or plus size peeps, heroes of cosplay. Really? Well, we know you won't be winning any karaoke contests. Well, yeah. Really? Not for 
fun or plus size peeps. You didn't. Oh, you didn't see last week's episode. We're going to get into that shit in just a bit. And as for me and karaoke contests, I lost my voice singing like almost ten years ago. Mm-hmm. I can only do really bad stereotypical black music now. <laughs> you know, I I I wager that the three of us could do a better show about cosplay than these assholes on sci-fi, you know, you'd be like like on history or something, you know, like like American Pickers, that sort of thing where they mm-hmm. just follow the three of us around and shoot the shit as we go from convention to convention mm. that's a license to print money <sighs> probably but um, just so before we continue we have a Skype line and it's and it's actually working so I don't know if we're going to take calls at the end of the show or during the call but um our Skype not our Skype not line name is anime jam session so if, if for those of you who are in the chat if you if there's something we're talking about you want to call in about it just say something I'll say go ahead and call in we'll bring you on say what you got to say and that's it We'll do that, and possibly, you know, at the end of the show, we'll open the Skype line. If you got something to say about the show, topics, whatever, just go right at it. So, yeah. And as Rageinator says in the chat, better to parody DuckTales than to parody Miles Cyrus twerking, right? Follow up with Misty. <laughs> with, with, with Misty, you call that shit twerking, dude? I Coming from her, I'm kind of shocked. Well, we don't want to see DJ shaking his ass. No, I already sent you a video of Ash and Pikachu twerking, so... You did what now? <laughs> you didn't... Oh, you never saw it. I sent you a... I posted a video on your wall a long time ago of Ash and Pikachu twerking. Oh, you dear can't God. see it right now, but my eye is twitching like <laughs> I wouldn't believe. <laughs> And like I said, people in the chat room are talking, so come on in. It's live.vognetwork.com. Chat room is vog, irc.gamesurge.net, animejamsession.com. Click on the Vogue Network link. There is a link to get you into the chat if you have a chat client. Don't forget, we're live Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Unfortunately, we're going toe-to-toe with Heroes of Cosplay, but it is what it is. Don't forget, we have Encore Thursdays at 1 p.m., and the podcast will hit the feed Fridays, um... Friday morning or Friday afternoon. So, before we continue, there's something big that's going to go down. Um, at Vogue at DragonCon. That's right. Practically the entire Vogue Network staff will be at DragonCon this year. Except any of us. Yeah. Pretty much all the show, almost all the shows are going to be represented except for Anime Jam Session and Girls Gone Wow, I believe. Sucks for them. Well, no, I can see our pretty faces. Yeah, I know, I know. But um, yeah, well, that's an expensive convention to go to. Yeah, pretty she much. Got a point. Let's see now, I I had the ch- here we go. Yeah, here we go. So this is what's going down. Um, Saturday, five thirty p.m. is the Vogue Network Super Show in Hilton Two Hundred Three. They are part. We are a part of the Dragon Con podcast track. So. To bring all the shows together, so you'll be deal- so you'll be interacting with hosts from the Bobby Blackwell Show, Orange Lounge Radio, Understation Live, Pod Culture, Equal Opportunity Geekness, and Critical Myth. Um, some of the hosts will be there, so it'll be a massive geek orgy of cool stuff. And also Sunday at five thirty, 
They will be, we will be part of the 2013 Parsec Awards, which will be held at the Hyatt Regency 5, or V, however you want to call it. The Parsec Awards is a celebration of speculative fiction podcasting that has been taking place at DragonCon since 2006. Podcast shows are nominated by fans and finalists are chosen by yearly steering committee. The finalists are then voted on an independent panel of judges outside of podcasting. Uh, one of our shows, uh, Pod Culture, is a previous winner of the, pod, of the Parsec Awards and is nominated again for Best Speculative Fiction Fan or News Podcast under the general category. So we're hoping that they win and walk away as two-time winners. And then on Monday at 11.30 p.m., um, there is a streaming podcast panel over in the same location, Hilton 203. The end of the, the, end of the con will feature uh, Bobby uh, Blackwell from Bobby Blackwell Show and Rob Roberts from Orange Lounge Radio. And there will be a discussion of streaming podcasts ranging from Ustream, Justin TV, Twitch TV, YouTube, and Shoutcast. So, and this will... Wait, did you say 11.30 p.m.? 11.30 a.m., sorry. I was about to say. No, 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 this is oh, not... no, depending on how... Party party the night before even 11:30 a.m. might be too. No, I don't know. Remember, this is not Big Apple Anime Festival where the masquerade was on a Sunday and it was at 7 p.m. at night. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And this will be a streaming. Pa- this panel is going to be recorded and be put online, so you can check it out later if you can't miss it. But we're asking if you can swing by, check them out, and. And enjoy the show. There won't be a there won't be a live stream for the Vogue Network Super Show because if there was, I would have fig- I would have tried a way to Skype in and throw in my two cents, but they don't need me. <laughs> yeah. So let's. You said we had news to get through. Say what? Yeah, we have news. And n- next up on on my list is. Heroes of Cosplay Episode 2. Watch out, there's a train wreck approaching, and you can't avoid it. Choo-choo, I'm a train! Go home, bus, you're drunk. (laughs) Only because there are a bunch of drunk cosplayers driving it. Okay, the long story, the long and short of it is, Episode 2 is just as bad as the first. The saving grace of the episode is Chloe, who keeps saying... What is the big deal about cosplay competition and masquerades? It's just about having fun. That's all. Said the F word on Heroes of Cosplay. Mm. <laughs> oh, Ari. And and you also discover here that Yaya Han has a beef with uh, Jessica Negri because she feels that Jessica Negri is pretty much a. So it's just out there for the pure sex appeal aspect of cosplay. <coughs> Pot, kettle, etc. Yeah, but 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 I have to I have to some I can't really agree or disagree because it is I see what you're saying, but to me, if Yaya Han does that type of cosplay, to me it's like it's classy because I've seen her cosplay work. So if she does all these types of cosplay and you see her do something like that's really like someone was a Felicia from Darkstalkers uh, you can't say she's doing it for skin appeal. Even if she did Faye Valentine. Now given the cosplay Jessica Negri has done and if she does Felicia or um, Faye Valentine then you, I guess you could say it's otherwise. Now this is the part of the program where everybody lost their shit last week. 
Now, everyone was saying that Yaya Han made a mention about plus-size cosplayers shouldn't be cosplaying. That was the gist of it. I watched the episode. She kind of defended it, but on the same token, kind of passed the buck. Well, I forget the cosplayer's name, but she, her cosplay name is Riddle. She Because what happened was they always t- discussing their cosplay pet peeves. I mean, we all have them, but there are some pet peeves you really shouldn't mention. Well, Riddle stated that for her was when... Wait. The hell was that? Um, F-15 fighter pilot flying over Mako-chan's house. Wonderful. Yeah. So, anywho, Riddle stated that one of her pet peeves is that when people didn't cosplay appropriate to the body type, and she gave an example, and Chloe had said why they should care. Now, I can understand, no matter who you cosplay or how you cosplay, people are going to run their mouth on you regardless. It's just how you deal with it. Done and done. And then everybody got all butthurt because they didn't win um, the cash monies at the masquerade at the contest. Oh, boo-hoo. Yeah. And the thing is, everyone's going in expecting to win because you'll be disappointed. And let me tell you, when I started co- cosplaying and getting into competing, I I thought I had great skits to win, and I got a little pissed that I didn't win. And, you know, and eventually I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it for shits and giggles. And then I started winning skits here and there. And I'm like, you know, I'm just going to continue going in, having fun. I don't care if I win an award or not. As long as after people get what I'm doing, like, for example... Uh, years ago at Anime Next, we did a Ranma one half skit where Ryoga was running around trying to find Ranma, couldn't find him, and Shinosuke appeared asking, you know, has he seen Ranma? And he's like, don't know. And then I'm at, me as Ryoga shouts, where on earth am I now? Fanboy comes out and goes, get lost for a living? Have a Snickers. <laughs> That's pretty funny. The skit went a little bit longer than it should have, which probably cost me an award, which doesn't really matter. But afterwards, uh, my other friend, Adam Hennessy, and a bunch of other people were talking about the skit. He was like, I can't believe you pulled a pop culture reference into that skit. And I said, that just proves that the anime fandom actually watches regular TV outside of fan subs. Mm-hmm. Just, I am, hopefully, if I can get, pull it together, I have a skit ready for Anime Next 2014 that's going to be fucking balls to the walls oh dear god well i i've probably told you this skit idea but if not i'll tell you off air okie dokie oh and um oh um hockey wants to know if you like the pic that he posted on the fan page for you i haven't seen anything because uh i haven't had internet for a week <laughs> all right so you'll check it out tomorrow then you can thank him or berate him or hit him with a frying pan <laughs> <laughs> and Washi Otaku says NSA is listening to this podcast well if she is I don't care I mean if they are I don't care and Washi Otaku also follows up with Jessica is out there for the sex appeal she doesn't cosplay she only makes sexy cosplays well if that's what it is that's fine because let me tell you when they had her on the uh, on, on the episode it showed like, you know how when they bring people on a show and they have their name, like the little subtext of which is their description? It said mm-hmm. Jessica Negri, and it said uh, cosplay model, professional, something like that. I looked at it, and I thought it said porn star. 
God. My whole, my whole thing is, is if you're going to go out there and do the sexy cosplay, just own up to it. Exactly. Don't, don't go off trying. Oh, that's not what I'm doing here. Look at my tits. Don't do that. Just go out there and say, yes, I'm doing this so people will look at me. Own up to it, people. Nobody wants to own up to it because they'll get because of the flack they'll get for it. You're gonna get flack. You're getting regardless. flack for it anyway. Yeah. Now, now here's the best. Now this is um the the the, the best part of it. Now I think it it was Monica Lee. Now she was do she was pretty much is um she was um she was mentored by Yaya Han. And it seems that she's been hanging out with Jessica Negri more, and you know. So, anywho, she is doing steampunk poison ivy. Now they show the image of it. I'm like, that looks good, you know. So she go ahead. She goes ahead and makes it, and she's going to make it a little bit more sexy. Her mom is kind of worried about her showing her personal business. Where if you watch the episode, you could tell she had a very interesting camel toe. So she go ahead and did it. Now, personally, I thought it, w- it was somewhat classy, especially the stockings and how it was done. I felt that the bustle could have been a lot bigger. But here's the best part. She goes up on stage. The wife of... I think You've heard of ElfQuest, right? Yeah. Uh, isn't that... I'm not thinking that was created by a husband and wife team. I believe it was. Yeah. The wife... Of the creator, the wife that helped make ElfQuest, asked her about her poison ivy and she couldn't answer the questions and pretty much called her out for sexifying up the costume. Ouch. Oh yeah, that was one of those that it's like there's a question and answer round, right? Yes. I think that that was one of the defining moments of that episode was where Chloe said What's the big deal? And the fact that uh, Monica got bitch slapped by the wife of Elk by by the wife of ElfQuest. So you know. And if we go to the chat room once again at live.vognetwork.com. We have from Scarlet the Monica Jessica Yaya intervention thing reminds me of an after school special. Followed up with Washio Taku saying, on a very special after-school special, Yaya and Jessica make out. Yeah, that'll be the um, HBO after-school special late night. (laughs) Softcore. (laughs) I'll buy that for a dollar. Yeah, because a dollar is all it's freaking worth. Seeing some of the cosplay porn I've seen out there, that, that... that's just that sounds just about right for me. Now, the fact that that's a thing just <laughs> yeah. Now let's see if I can pull it. I think I closed this out by accident. Let's this is, no, that's not. Let me see if I can find this. Um, open up for me because I think I closed out one of the articles by accident. Uh, oh shit, it's the wrong fucking link. How did the hell did that shit happen? Oh. Well. Well, I'll just go ahead and go to the next one, and I'll bring this up back. So, what, what, anywho, um, like I said, there it, one of the things I hate, I I don't like about cosplay, about masquerades, is the fact that they are cash prizes. I'm all about you know what swag we get, and we just divvy it up. But now it's all about that cash money, and I kind of so, and I kind of sp- spotted that um at AX last year and it's like 
the top prize was like fifteen hundred dollars, followed by five hundred was the second. And I'm like, you know what's gotta suck? Not that you lost, but the fact that you came in second place. Yeah. So I don't know. Some of these people they're fighting over uh, monetary value that's probably basically gonna do nothing more than pay them back for the materials that they used in their costuming. Mm-hmm. That's what it boils down to, but but anywho, what happened was now they had a, they they're having cash prizes and stuff at um, Anime Matsuri. So a a team went in and entered the competition and won. They uh, but you'll be seeing on an upcoming episode of Heroes of Cosplay. The two cosplayers uh, won an eighteen hundred dollar cash prize, which would help pay for their tri- their round trip from Colorado. They filled out forms, and nothing happened. They haven't heard back. They sent emails back and forth, and that they were they're going to be getting payments and stuff. Nothing happened. I can imagine when it gets to this part on Heroes of Cosplay, they it shows <clears throat> these people walking off through a ward, and then there's a cutaway of Yaya Han with her jaw on the floor. Because mm. <clears throat> you know they're going to try some Franken-cut bullshit like that. Well, given how a lot of shit's been happening on Heroes of Cosplay, I don't even think you need to do that. <laughs> But uh, according to the update here, they uh, yep, the payment went through PayPal. Yeah, they got they finally got their money because it w- this was posted on Tumblr and people just started, say you know, reblogging it, paying it forward, and this and that. And you know, it's not a good thing when a con is gonna get kind of get sort of shitted on because you didn't own up on your side of the um of the value. Hold on. Bless you. Bless you. Thank you. Thank you. At least with that, there's a happy ending. There's a happy ending about that. Now, they they what happened? They got a con- they got a call from the con- from the director of the con and explaining more details and stuff. And I th- I think I know what it is since Sci-Fi put them up to make this a cash prize or something like that. I have a feeling that sci- Sci-Fi and whoever was producing the producers of the show were simply were not owning up to their to their side of the value. I, that's probably what it was, which means they couldn't give the money. So you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I see where you're getting yeah. at. Oh, sorry about that. But what happened? See, but what the, what the con ended up doing was they ended up paying them the money, plus gave them interest as well. So, so the con took a hit because well, that's nice because the con the con took a hit because. Uh, Comcast wouldn't pony up. So, mm. and I'm just getting sick and tired of seeing Comcast commercials on my Verizon network. So, I would suggest yeah. that they try to make Comcast uh, shell out the money that they uh, said they were going to kick them extra, but that and would then, be an exercise in futility. Then Comcast will kick that to NBC, who in turn will kick that to um, Sci-Fi Channel, who in turn will kick that to um, the produ- production company, and that's going to be. F- Going back and forth, so that'll make that'll make for a great fighting game. <laughs> you want to know with this whole heroes of cosplay thing, the one thing that really gets to me. Yeah. Um, 
one of the women at work decided that she was going to watch the show. Oh, God. Oh, and boy. she came up to me and she's like, oh, I watched this show on sci-fi. Is that what you do? Joker and I didn't know. I, 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 I didn't know how to answer that. Because while it's what we do, it's also nowhere near what we do. The funny thing, uh, one of my friends, I think it was Morgan, she, she was saying on our chat um, that I think her supervisor pulled her aside and asked her about the show and asked if she was like that. She gave this, this, like, this look of like blood draining from her face. Yeah. And she was like, oh, you're not, you're not like that good. Now, if we go to the chat room at um, live.votnetwork.com, according to Washi Otaku, Heroes of Cosplay will be at Dragon Con. Appears there will be a second season if they are there. I'm not sure what to think. I I I I I got I I don't I don't know. I mean, but I mean I, how would you how would you answer that question if somebody came up to you and said, "Oh, I watched the show. Is this what you do?" I would have been like, "How do you answer that?" I'd be like, "I know how to answer that." I go, "Are you fucking kidding me? That's nothing in the way we act." I wouldn't even answer it like that. I would have been like, uh, "I would have pulled up my website and images. This is what I do." And I would have explained it, done and done. Because some shit like that doesn't scare me. Yeah, but people like that sometimes wouldn't have the patience, so you you have to be more direct with these. Yeah, I mean you're you're talking you're talking about people that know nothing about the craft, about the hobby. I mean, this is basically a little old woman who does nothing but work and watch TV. Mm, watching, her, watching her soaps and all my children. Something like that. No, she's actually watching tattoo shows and things like that. Mm. I mean, she's an awesome old lady, but at the same time, she's still, that's all she does is watch TV and go to work. If she's in the tattoo things, you can't really come down on her for not having diversified tastes. Yeah, diversify oh, yeah. your bonds, son. <laughs> but like I said, I, I am glad um, that has a happy ending. But on the opposite side of the spectrum, oddly enough, because of money, that we have a lawsuit Yeah, I was reading up on that. <sighs> some people, some people. So. I'm not going to go into the whole spiel of it, but the long story short is that the production team behind Heroes of Cosplay have been using photographers. Uh, cosplay photos to depict the the, the the people on the show. Generally, you can like for various websites and stuff or modeling, you can get you can get a license for stock photos or go to a site and get stock photos for free. You still have the credit in the stock photos, though. Yeah. Now, what's happening is that when Sci-Fi went ahead, they used a third-party company to get contact with a bunch with a few photographers. You know, just to get the, to get their information, you know, so they can give them the credit for it. But what happened is, um, they did that with one uh, company, and 
not with another. Yeah, pretty much. And it falls under copyright infringement. I think I saw the, uh, the original website that uh, the guy actually put up a PDF form with his, uh, a nice typed up legal looking uh, um, dissertation. And that's mm-hmm. what the word is. Uh, I guess a grievance or whatever. And right. he actually sent them a bill. Yes. I think it was like 3500 bucks a, pe- yeah. a pop for each image. Yeah, what's happening is that um, there are some photographers who were not contacted because they were using those cosplayers' photos for marketing materials and in the TV show as well. So he pretty much has contacted the people behind it and, and gave them fees. $3,500 per photo for a total of eight photos with the Georgia tax pretty much scotch under $30,000. Yeah, it was like well, yeah, it was like almost $30,000. $29,960. And pretty much has has told them, you know, you have until this date to pay us or else there'll be a 5% fee for every 30 days afterwards. And he submitted um, proof of, of, of their images and the original and the original source, which was his. And he quoted the the copyright law as well. So, so pretty much the production team between uh, Heroes of Cosplay have until September twenty fourth to pay up. Yeah, I think I think I remember that something was sent to him, or that one of the excuses that was being used was that the cosplayers claim to own those images. Or okay. some bull- okay. some bullshit like that okay. was the excuse being used. Now, here's the thing. Unless that cosplayer is using their own camera, they do not own that photo. Every single picture I've taken for AnimeJamSession.com and for DigivonMess.net for photography, I own, I legally own those photos. None of those ph- cosplayers do not. I can give them a copy of the image without the watermark. Under good faith, they'll credit me. Because if they don't, I can just be like, I took the picture. Here's the original with the watermark. Done. They don't own them. I own them. Now, unless I took, unless I did a photo shoot with their camera, that shit's not going to fly. Yeah, so there's the guy also... has a case, though, but you got to wonder. Yeah. If, uh... Who owns uh, Sci-Fi? NBC Universal, you said. NBC Universal, which is a su- which is a subsidiary of Comcast. You gotta wonder, just how long they're gonna stall or drag this out to uh, avoid paying them the money they owe them. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a question here that says, "Well, wait a second. I'm a cosplayer. Are you saying I have no copyrights to the photographs?" It's, this is a very hot and touchy topic, so I will not get into much detail. But I will say this: short answer, no, you have no copyrights, especially you wearing. A cosplay of another character whose character is copyrighted by that company. Well, no, that's yeah. parody law. You okay. have no right for copyright. You have um, promotional rights. Like, y- y- the photographer can't use your image without your permission to make money. Mm-hmm. That's basically your rights as the subject of the photograph. Um, You can also use that photograph for yourself without making money off of that photograph. If you want to use that photograph to make money, you have to get permission from 
the photographer and right. either it would be a one-time fee where you basically purchase the rights to that photograph and you can do whatever the hell you want to right. with it or a payment fee that like a certain percentage that you make goes back to the photographer all right now as as this little explanation goes it says um, it does not mean you can't have rights. You know how a photographer can whip out a model release form? You can whip out your own photographer release form too. That being said, if papers are not signed, a cosplayer slash costumer has no copyright to the image. And no, just because you set up you set up poses doesn't make you a co-author to the image. If money is involved in creating the picture, whether it be the cosplayer or the photographer to shoot on the ground, the co-authorship comes into effect and so forth. Now, when I do photo shoots, I have that cosplayer sign, sign the release form. Now... If they want me to sign a release form, I have no problem with it because I'm not going to monetize the photos. I'm just going to put them up on the gallery the people to check out. Because if I sign something, I want to do a change, I'm going to contact that person and be like, this is what I would like to do, da 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 you know? And also on that same token, if they feel that I, they don't want me to post their photos anymore, all they have to do is contact me saying, please pull the pictures down. As long as I know it's that person with proof, I'll pull the pictures down. Done and done. Yeah. Yeah. A, a lot of cosplayers also need to look at the convention rules and mm -hmm. regulations because lately a lot of conventions are starting to put right in their rules that when you buy a badge, you're basically signing into um, that if you were photographed... Like, you have no, you have no rights. You can yeah. be photographed. So a lot of people need to also look at the convention stuff because a lot of them are going that way mm -hmm. to get out of basically being part of any lawsuits or anything like that. Because there is no, there really is no public domain. Yeah. You go outside, you can take a picture of whatever happens to be outside. Because a, co a convention is, is, is a private, is event, private the, company. Yeah, which is why the paparazzi can claim that their photos of celebrities out eating or sunbathing or whatever are their own photos. And right. they can make money off of it. If you're outside and you're doing something stupid, if somebody tapes you, they have a That's right to happens. it. Yeah, because mm -hmm. yeah, because for example, when when we did the streaming event for Senshi Maturi, um, I had spoken with um with Bobby Blackwolf about that. He said I have to get permission from the con to get to do everything the way it has to be done. So pretty much, I got permission to do the streaming event, and there is a sign outside of that went of that door, and it says. Please be advised that filming and streaming on behalf of Anime Jam Session is taking place in this area. People entering this area may appear in the live broadcast. By entering this area, you grant Anime Jam Session the right to film, photo photograph, and record you and your voice and likeness without compensation in connection with the broadcast and the distribution and exploitation thereof. Therefore, you release Anime Jam Session and its licensees from all liability and connection therein. So, what happened was there was this one group they wanted me to put their like their name up on the screen as they were performing. I'm like, I can't do that. I'm not doing that because I have everything set. And she got upset saying she's going to contact the con about it. I'm like, go right ahead. I have permission. If you are that adamant against it, don't perform. You'll piss people off. But I told her, 
afterwards yes I have it recorded but what I can do I can put your name on the recording when it goes up yeah it's really hard to do that I mean it's not like you're a news station and you've mm -hmm. got computers and crap like that attached to everything so that you can put stuff like that up while it's live pretty much I mean I want with the software I could but the thing is with the software I would need to do it as like instead of like typing something up and having it go up and sit there I'd have to have like a preset image at the right size for it to go up mm -hmm. and I'm not about to tr uh, sit there and create um, images and images like that for every single group that's going to appear you know what I'm saying and even worse there's yeah. still a chance you could screw it up and end up getting someone's name wrong and that would make them even more pissed off exactly ex exactly my point exactly so so hopefully um, there will be a, a, a happy con conclusion to all of this for everyone because as of two yeah as of two days ago there hasn't been m not much of anything because um, because uh, BG BGZ Studios have said that NBC Sci-Fi has not responded to the emails and he, they have sent an email saying that they will be going public within the community and that they can enjoy the PR nightmare because of their obvious wrongdoing. Well, it could be PR nightmare, but that could also generate people to watch the show and be like, what is the big fucking deal about? So, who knows? They're probably banking on bad publicity being any publicity. Pretty much. I just wish, hopefully, if there is a second season, put it on a night that I can watch and join the shenanigans with my friends on Facebook. Because I'm living vicariously through them. And I'm not about to move the podcast just so I can watch something that's only going to be on for like four more weeks. Nope. And just get in, get pissed off as it, at it. Mm. Now, now, that, now, about that, they were saying in the first episode that Heroes of Cosplay is a cutthroat competition. And as I have said on my personal Facebook, and probably what I said last week... And what I said to other people in regards to cosplay. Last I recall, I don't remember finding a box in front of my hotel door with a wig head in it and in the box in the box covered in pig's blood with a note to drop out of the competition. I also don't remember walking down the street of a convention center or a hotel and then seeing a bunch of cosplayers roll up on me in a car ready to shoot me in a drive by. I also don't recall being in the green room with other cosplayers, like, there is occasional smack talk. There is occasional smack talk. But that's just general camaraderie, you know. But I don't hear, like, yo, I'm gonna, if you do this skit, I'm gonna crack your knee. I don't hear that type of shit. That shit doesn't go on. This is not toddlers and tiaras. Seriously. And you know, not for nothing, I, I, I'm all about turning that into a friggin' skit if it came down to it, so. And as I, and as I said on, as I said on there, you know, yeah, I am referencing, like, Goodfellas, Godfather. It's like, it's not like this is the Cuspranos or some shit like that, you know what I'm saying? Hmm. <laughs> <clears throat> Four more weeks. Four more weeks. So, anywho. Oh, Rockefeller sleeps with the fishes. Next week, the freaking Hand of Cthulhu, like, emerges out of the ocean and puts me back on dry land. And I'm like, you didn't find a deep enough ocean, bitch. <laughs> uh, 
And if we go to the chat room real quick, uh, Raging says, didn't Friday Night Gaming have what amounts to the same sign back in the day? Yes, it's the, pretty much the same sign. Uh, Bobby sent me that image, so I made my sign based off of that. And Washiotaku goes, you're no threat, Ranma. Well, okay, I'm not a threat. We'll just leave it at that. He knows people that knows people that knows people. And I have a lot of, and I have a lot of favors to cash in. Now let's that'll be gotten the heroes of cosplay portion of the part of the show over. Let's get back into some real shit around here. Okay. All right. Uh, R, do you ha- you want to cover this next one? It's about a uh, Matsue City. Yep. Go for it. All right then. They rescinded an order to remove barefoot Gen manga from schools. I don't know. I gotta wait for it to load. It's taking a second. Mm-hmm. I tried to like open up all the all, all all the articles on my page, and I'm like, "Don't crash! Don't crash! Don't crash! Good." Yeah, yeah I've had yeah. that problem too. Mm. The routers, is it routers or Reuters? Routers. I just routers. say routers. You know, like router. Yeah, you know, whatever. Uh, anyway, the news source is reporting on Monday that the educational board in the southwestern Japan's Japanese city of Matsue has rescinded its order to remove copies of Kenshin Nakazawa's Barefoot Gen manga from library shelves and primary and junior high schools. The board said it made its the new decision because of procedural problems the way the order was originally given. The board added that the decisions of the individual schools in the city regarding access to the books should be respected. The board conducted a survey with, with principals in 49 city schools, and the survey found that only five of them had cited a route and need to restrict access to the books. Well, that's good, because, I mean, it's not part of Japan's greatest history, but it's still part of history, and, you know, seeing this like a manga telling of what happened, at least young oh, children will understand. Says, the board decided the, they decided to pull copies after a complaint was filed about the historical manga's depiction of violence used by the Imperial Japanese Army. Mm. Okay. But, but the decision was made due to the graphic nature, not to the not to the uh, historical inaccuracies they originally claimed. It wouldn't allow students to check out the manga themselves, but teachers could still have access to copies of educational materials, which would have done jack all to to, uh, keep it out of the kids' hands, really. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, you can't keep things out of kids' hands anyway, because they're going to get their hands on it one way or another. A cursory... Google search of Barefoot again would have gotten them the manga, gotten them all the information they needed. And probably a site where they can read read down the manga online. For free. There you go. <laughs> well, at least under that, I guess you could say all's well that ends well? I suppose so, yeah. The, uh, plus the whole restriction of knowledge thing, you want to stymie that, you know, mm. Get them, get them, get them as learned as you can. Right, and if um, we go back to the chat room real quick. Degenerate Johnny goes. Ronma is the guy behind the guy behind the guy. Pay no attention to the man behind that curtain. Like you expect the the big office chair behind the desk to to spin around, and there you are with the with your hands up in the gendo pose by your face going, what's happening, brother? No, I'll be like, gentlemen. 
and I would have uh Gen I'll have Gendo's theme playing. Uh, I'm sorry, we're getting off track again. <laughs> <laughs> As always, it's Gendo. But anyhow, now we come across this article here. Um, we don't talk about too much about manga, so I came across this one, and I figured we could cover that. We could talk about that for a quick second. It's pretty much about um, the melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya. What the hell is that? They're not just flying over again. We're under attack! We're under attack! Bear your arms! That's not on my end. Jesus Christ, woman! What was that? The Hindenburg? <laughs> I I don't know what you're talking about. Uh huh. No, seriously, right. there was nothing here. I had to reboot before. What, your phone or your laptop? Or your desktop? My phone. Went just now? Yeah. That probably was it, because, you know, I have the Skype window, like, behind everything. I didn't even know you left and came back. Yeah, I left, I came back, and then you were, you guys were still talking, and then all of a sudden, you went quiet. That might have been your, your, your whole setup. And if we go to the chat room, Scarlet says, the U.S. Air Force is not pleased with this topic. Oh, great, we got to... We got a lot of Haruhiists in the Air Force. Yep. Ooh, like, ooh, here's a way to start an inter an interdepartment war. Put what? the Haruhiists against the Bronies. No, they would team. They would join forces. Now, if it's the Bronies against the Homestuckers, now that's your popcorn and soda show right there. Wouldn't be much of a show, I wouldn't think, but and watch anyway. your and watch your talking goes Sonic Boom. Ah, uh, perfect time for a Guile's theme, but anywho, the melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya manga is to will end next month. Gaku Sugano, the creator of the manga adaptation of Nagara Tanigawa's the melancholy Haruhi Suzumiya light novels is announcing in the October issue of Katakawa Shoten monthly shown in Ace Magazine on Monday which was two days ago that the manga will end in the next chapter. The final chapter is scheduled to be published in the November issue which is be September 26th. Sugano commented on the upcoming final chapter saying next time is next time is the final chapter. I'll do my best to the end. The manga has been running in the magazine for almost eight years, with serialization beginning in 05's November issue. Katakawa released the 19th volume of the manga in Japan in June, and Yen Press released the 15th volume in North America in April. I'm not going to lie, I really liked the first season of Haruhi. The second season, I it, it was too much like Groundhog's Day for my taste, and it was no Bill Murray. Yeah, Bill Murray. Yeah, the inclusion of Bill Murray can either make or break a anything. Mmm, like Ghostbusters three. Yep. But um, well, I may I may have to I may have to check in on that part on um on that on that manga because I'm I can't believe I'm still like I'm like seven chapters behind on Naruto, and since I have no reason to travel as much as I should. I have no reason to pull out my tablet to um, 
to read the missing chapters because I've been every because when I should have been reading the Naruto chapters, I've just been sitting there playing Project X Zone. Now, uh, there I know people who take their devotion to these characters a little too far. Mm. How are these? How are these people who worship? How are he going to live with themselves when the manga finally ends? Fanfiction.net, my friend. Fanfiction.net. I meant besides yep. that. Say what? I meant besides that. I don't think there's any. I don't think there's anything else. I mean, they're going to just randomly wander out in the daylight and just burst into flames. Yes, and write to write to fanfiction authors how they're butchering their favorite characters and so forth, and they're doing it wrong. Oh, bitch, bitch, bitch. And Hockey Kong asks, fave Haruhi character. My favorite is Khan. Uh, I think that's his name. He is Kion? The, Kion, yeah. The antagonist to Haruhi, because it's like, he never asks for this shit to happen to him, and he's always like, why me? Which I can truly relate to. Yeah, all of his, all of his closest friends, the other characters are out of their fucking mind, and he's mm. the only one who has the audacity to be normal and like, grounded. Do you guys not realize how crazy this sounds? And they're like, "Well, yeah," and he's like, "Oh, Jesus Christ!" Like you just know that 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 he just wants to drink himself into a stupor because of it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I never got into it. Mm, did you watch any of the first season or no? Yeah, you forced me to watch part of the first season. Eh. And I just never got into it. It is what it is. But let's move on. Like I said, I do have some very interesting um, stories out of Japan. And we'll start with this one right here. Mind if I take it? Go for it. A wife was arrested for killing her cheating husband with a coffee cup. A 61-year-old housewife battered her 70-year-old husband to death with a coffee cup after discovering he was cheating on her. The woman allegedly attacked her husband after learning of his affair, battering him repeatedly about the face and head with the mug at their home on Ishira Kanagawa Prefecture on Sunday afternoon. The the Asahi Shimbun and other media reported Yasuo Hiroshi, an honorary professor with Yokohama National University, was taken to the hospital, but later confirmed dead. How the... She, how, how do you... I mean, I know it sounds like a rhetorical question, but... How the hell do you kill somebody by beating them with a coffee mug? Maybe it's coffee one of those cup. big novelty coffee mugs that are the size of a small saucepan. Usually it's something written on it that says, Yes, I really need this much coffee. That's what I'm thinking... I mean, I have it a... could also be a metal coffee mug. Mm. Ooh, one of those, yeah. Yeah, but it didn't specify if it was like a tumbler or anything like that. So we had to go with. The oh, default. I mean, uh, I mean, she could have, she could have beat him with a ceramic one and then cut him when it broke. But my thing is, how do you sit there and and get hit ten times? You'd think after the first swing, you would, you would try to get the the, the cup out of her hands. Well, he's 70 years old. But still. He's 70 years old, and he's probably using Viagra to get it up to be able to cheat, so all the blood was rushing somewhere else. (laughs) He just wasn't thinking fast enough. Or with the right head. Still, that is is some MacGyver shit to be able to beat 
beat someone to death with a, an inanimate object like a coffee mug. And from that, we go to this. A man was arrested for stealing 200 bicycle seats for their scent of a woman. Where's Al Pacino when you need him? Hooah! In Tokyo, Kanagawa Prefecture Police have arrested a man for stealing three seats from a, from women's electric bicycles in a housing complex around four o'clock in the morning on August 24th. After searching the victim, um, the perp's house, uh, his name is again the last name. His name is um, Joji Kondo. They found 200 seats in his house. According to police, Joji Kondo admitted to the crime, saying, "I want to smell the lingering scent of a woman." MSN News Japan reported the 35-year-old is saying, I like the texture of the leather and the smell it has. I would lick it and sniff it. Oh, God. Ew. The three seats were valued at 18,000 yen, and the 200 were estimated to cost a further 1.2 million yen in total. According to the investigation, Kondo targeted bicycles, which were also fitted with child seats, so he knew it had to be a woman rider. Oh, that's just... Extra creepy. <laughs> yeah, think. And I'm looking at the comments. It's like something is seriously wrong with this dude. I wanted to make fun oh, of him, but this, say. <laughs> I wanted to make fun of him, but this guy really needs help. To each his own, but don't commit a criminal act to satisfy your lust. This guy's one step away from having a woman's suit. Ugh. Hope no one hurt. <laughs> Here, here's one. Hope no one hurt themselves on those bear seat posts. Nah, they probably enjoyed it. Well, as one person said, his problem is deep seated. No. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well, given the time that it happened, uh, somebody says, probably too dark for him to see the wheels of justice coming. Oh, dear God. <laughs> Uh, this guy sounds like the Japanese version of Glenn Quagmire from Family Guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <You're sad. laughs> That's probably what they make him say in the Japanese dub. Is there a Japanese dub? Probably. I have no idea. One thing you're sure the jokes wouldn't make sense. And as somebody said, now that's a quintessential fetish. Combination leather and feminine hygiene. <laughs> and somebody went achievement unlocked and there's <laughs> and if someone said this is Japan normal where's the news <laughs> that's horrible that's horrible <sighs> can we get off this please Wait, I didn't mean to say it like that. <laughs> Can we move away from this, please? There, that's better. Move away how? On a bike? Bicycle. Bicycle. And <laughs> <laughs> you guys say I'm horrible? You guys say I'm terrible? <sighs> please. I'm going to have that song stuck in my head all night now. <laughs> that, that article is going to be what you associate it with 
Yep. Yeah, well... Have fun. Speaking of bicycle, I refer you back to a story we were told, I told you about, um, a certain person I used to associate with who was considered the town bicycle. Mm-hmm. Especially when you know most of that person's exes, so, yeah. So, let's go ahead, get this last thing going, and just wrap it up and get the hell up on out of here, because I know everybody wants to, um... Get drunk with heroes of cosplay. So, this story. No, I just want to get drunk. Mm. The ten. I would, but I have to go to work in the morning. The ten most common surnames in Japan and their meanings. Number ten, Saito, S-A-I-T-O, meaning the first kanji Sai can be used to refer to a meal taken by monks and priests, but in broader terms, convey an image of purity and divine worship. The second character, To pronounced with long O, so it's Saito, can also be read as Fuji and means Wisteria. The inclusion of the character suggests his possible historical connection with the Fujiwara clan and is found in a large number of Japanese family names, though how many said families have genuine attachments to the group is debatable. You may have heard of Yuki Sato, the Yokohama-born actress, essayist, author, devout Mormon, and star of numerous movies and a bevy of Japanese TV dramas. Number 9. Kobayashi, meaning small forest using the kanji small and woods and the kanji for woods and forest. Pronounced Hayashi on its own. The name may refer to refer to the region of its owner that it was from. You may have heard of Takeru Kobayashi, holder of four Guinness World Records for competitive eating. Number eight, Nakamura. Literally means inside or middle, followed with the Naka and then Mura for a village. A person from the middle village, perhaps. You may have heard of professional footballer Shunsuke Nakamura, who was the first Asian player to score a goal in the UEFA Champions League. Number seven, Yamamoto. Meaning, composed of the characters Mountain, Yama, the origin, Moto. This is... This name is second to the only to Yamada for being nice, easy kanji to write, saving elementary school kids blessed with the name of, of the hassle of learning kanji characters that they wouldn't otherwise meet for years. You may have heard of Isoraku Yamamoto, the martial admiral and commander-in-chief during the beginning of the Pacific War. Yamamoto went down in history for being the man ultimately responsible for the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor in 1941. Next up... I would. I think it's Ito. Yeah. Yeah, Ito. Ito As yeah. in Lance Ito. That's what I thought. Meaning the first kanji character to denote Italy, but historically speaking, it literally means this or that one. Coupled with the aforementioned kanji for wisteria, we might again suggest that links to the Fujiwara clan, however tenuous. The name is both written and pronounced differently to Ito, which has a short O sounding thread. So, per, so be sure clue to pronounce the long O at the end. So it's Ito. You may have heard of actor and anime voice actor Atsushi Ito, who played the nerdy male lead in the popular TV drama Densha Toko. Or may you have spotted the 20-year-old Hanai Ito competing as the backstroke swimmer in the London 2012 Olympic Games. Well, I know of Densha Toko. I would ask uh, Mako-chan about Hanai Ito, but her eyes were too busy staring at somebody else's um, arms. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not his arms. I was being nice. 
It's not anything about him. I just think he's a good swimmer. And you realize nobody believes you for a second. They don't have to. <laughs> Number five. Watanabe. Meaning, to cross or pass over an area or border. You may have heard of Ken Watanabe, the go-to guy for seemingly every major role that calls for a Japanese actor. Watanabe has appeared in dozens of Western films, including Letters from Iwo Jima, Batman Begins, and Inception. Look out for him in the U.S. reboot movie of Godzilla. Number four, Tanaka. Meaning, literally means, middle of the rice field. The name mostly likely comes from those who owned or worked in the middle field of any town or village and has stuck around ever since. Another nice easy way to r- name to write. Jen Tanaka is also a popular placeholder for use things like credit card ads or shady people checking in at hotels where Westerners would scrawl John Smith or Jane Doe. You may have heard of Tomoyuki Tanaka, the movie producer who brought us none other than the original Godzilla. I have to remember that one. Number three, Takahashi, meaning a tall or high bridge. It suggests that perhaps the families who originally chose his name lived in an area beyond a deep valley crossed by a long bridge. There, there again, maybe they were going for something a little more symbo- symbolic rather than literal. You may have heard of the now extremely wealthy creator of such works of Inuyasha and Ranma one half, Rumiko Takahashi. Number two, Suzuki means bell tree. Suzurin is a small round bell, the kind of which you might put on a cat's collar. Why they're being tied to trees, though, we're not sure. You may have heard of New York Yankees outfielder Ichiro Suzuki. So, you ready for number one? Yep. Sato. Meaning, along the ever-popular, we find to assist. Today, Sato's descend from those who which, with close ties to once great clan, or did they just love the way it sounded and the image it conveyed? We, we may never know. So there you go, the ten most commonly Japanese family names. There may be a heck of a lot of other names out there, but with those ten under your belt, chances are you're already familiar with the fair chunk of the Japanese population. And it says here that, <coughs> that a lot of ordinary people didn't even have surnames, or only reserved for uh, people in positions of power, nobility, or mm-hmm. artistic ability. Yeah, pretty much. And... Degenerate Johnny goes, I didn't know Mako is into arms. Does that mean she's into Hogan's pythons? I'm not into arms. Oh my god. <laughs> and I'm not into wrestling. So no. Let me tell you something, brother. Oh god. And Hockey Common goes, a notable Sato, Takuma Sato, F1 and IndyCar driver. And on that note, we should play our... We should just, we should just go ahead and start wrapping up. Okay. Yeah. Works for me. I agree. Yeah, because I wanted to talk about the 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 drinking game rules for Heroes of Cosplay, but I'll save that for next week because I think everyone will have a field day with that. So we shall be back.
beginning of the of the show um hockey comment made a comment about all the audio problems and troubles we were having in the chat so and he, like, he he posted a link to a song so i'm like let me see what this is so he's like pretty much knock on wood so do we shoot him now or do we shoot him later song is this? Knock on Wood by Amy Stewart. Oh. 
We're just all full of bad puns tonight, aren't we? Mm. Yeah. We should be punished. Uh, but first, I'm... Oh, oh, God, that hurt, too. That was... Well, that wasn't so bad. It wasn't a pun intended, but... Which can be punishable by law. That wasn't very punny. Eh, your mother. That bitch, too. <laughs> I took a... I did a survey of which ten... Which ten puns I came up with would it be the best out of them? No pun in ten, one. No pun in ten, did. Yeah, you kind of have to get the uh, sticking point on those jokes. I'm sorry, yeah. but it's, it's too late. I can't fucking talk right now. So, anywho... If you like what you heard, tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend, and so on and so forth. We are independent bloggers, independent podcasters. Part of the reason why we're not covering New York Comic Con, and we're going to probably drink that weekend. But anywho, we all of our reviews are 100% unbiased. We tell you how it is, straight down the line. Only way it can be biased if anyone decides to pay us any money. Our buying rate starts at about about $10,000, give or take. And... Skype line goes down. So, check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com If you head on over there, you'll see our Oticon 2013 convention report by the talented Ari Rockefeller. And also, you will, you'll also see there an interview with uh, cosplayer Kapalaka, um, posted by the talented uh, Uni from Cosplay Blog with a Brain, who also works for us part-time. That and I give her chips. She likes chips. Everybody likes chips. Yeah, pretty much. Um, definitely check us out at, at, at our website, and that's where you always find our podcasts. If for some reason you can't access the podcast from our site, you can find us at Podcast Alley, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, Double Twist, Xbox Music. We just ask if you listen to us like on iTunes or any of those sites, just give us a five-star review, and we'll gladly read it on the air because you're awesome like that. Definitely check us out on YouTube.com, YouTube.com slash Anime Jam Session TV, home of all of our convention videos. There won't be any Otakon cosplayer interview videos due to uh, Snafu, but there is some other cool stuff that I did record that will be going up. And if you want to follow us personally on YouTube, you can find me at YouTube.com slash S. Ari is at Ari22682, and Mako Chan is at Jupe Luna. You can follow us there to see whatever videos, if we ever upload them, or our favorite um, playlists and subscribers and so forth. Twitter.com slash Anime Jam Session. Follow us there so you know what conventions we're going to, when articles are going up, photos, videos, all types of cool stuff. And if you want to follow us individually on Twitter, you can find me at S. Ari is at the Ari Man, and Mako-chan is at Jovidea, G-I-O-V-E-D-E-A. Definitely check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash Anime Jam Session. We are at 2,509 fans. Thank you so much. Thank you for liking us. Thank you for telling other people about us and what we do. As long as you continue to like the articles, discuss them, like the videos, like the photos, we'll continue to keep adding more for you guys. So definitely keep the word out there. 
And if you want to follow us individually on Facebook, you can find me at facebook.com slash DJRonMaz, where I talk about cons and conventions when I get around to it, or usually nothing at all. You can find Mako-chan at facebook.com slash Kino. And Ari should be having a... He'll get his Facebook up there soon. He's, he's busy uh, putting together his uh, World Domination Sellers of Catan thing, right? Right? Yep. There you go. If you want to get in touch with us, you can hit us up at um, podcast at AnimeJamSession.com or mailbag at AnimeJamSession.com. Or if you want to, you can just go directly to our website and just click contact us. And you can just send us whatever. But don't. Re- but remember, uh, we don't like spam, and if you send spam, it gets sent through the filter, so we won't see it. But just remember, we are on the VOG Network Tuesdays at 9:30 p.m. Eastern, uh, Encore presentation at Thursdays at 1 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time, and we are on VOG Voice of Geeks Network. We are not the only geek-centric show on the pe- on this network. You can always find um, critic if you're into pop culture, television. Reading books, movies, British television, all that cool stuff. We have podcasts just for you for that. We have Critical Myth, British Invaders, Pod Culture, and Under Sedation Live. They cover all the pop culture of television, books, movies, and British programming right there. If you're into World of Warcraft, you can definitely check out WoW Wednesdays. It's Girls Gone WoW at 12 p.m. and Horde House, uh, which is now live Wednesdays at 10 p.m. I don't. I believe there will not be a Horde House this week because Rob is, will be going to Dragon Con. I don't, don't hold me to that. I'm not sure there's going to be one this week. But if you want to talk about video games and everything about that, definitely check out the flagship programming on this network. It's the Bobby Blackwell Show. It starts at 8 p.m. Sunday, followed by Orange Lounge Radio at 9. It's the power block of gaming pro- gaming programming is the cornerstone of this network. So definitely check them out. <sighs> Last words. Ari. I also saw Pulp Fiction this weekend. They had a $5 matinee at a local movie theater. Always a good movie. Nice. Mako-chan. Um, I kind of want the books that John Barrowman is uh, selling at Dra- uh, Dragon Con because I-, I just want them. Um, talk to Rob. He he said he's talk to Rob. He, I think he might be stalking him. And there is no Horde House this week because Rob's going to Dragon Con. Did I even- yeah, well, I-, I I would have to give him money first, and I don't have money. Well, did I tell you what? what I, I did I tell you what Rob suggested costume should be for Dragon Con? What is what? It? I told Rob this is what he should do. He should he should dress up as as Jesus Christ, but have a rainbow sash and have a glass of water. Not sure ha- what the idea behind that is. Fabulous Jesus Christ! Oh. And he walks around with a glass of water, because remember, Jesus did turn water into wine, so... Oh, oh, oh yeah, it makes a lot more sense now you put it like that. Yeah. My last words, um... I am going to go ahead and play some more DuckTales because I want to hit $30 million as my as my high price point score because it's something I said on LiveJournal a long time ago. And 
I need to play more Project Cross Zone. Game is so good. I know, right? <laughs> I've only I've only died three times in the game. Oh, not bad. I know. And it's like I get pissed that my game is over, and I'm and I don't feel like having to go through that stage again. But I still sit there and go through because it's an awesome game. So I guess that's that's it for now. Uh, thanks for listening. Thank you for supporting us. We will be here same VOD network time and same VOD network channel. So I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I'm Mako-chan. We'll see you next week. So peace out. Night. Say goodnight, Mako-chan. Goodnight, Mako-chan. Now, you did that shit on purpose, didn't you? Of course I did. God damn you. <laughs> Heart. I'm gonna fix your... I'm gonna fix your bicycle. Is that what you're calling it now? <laughs> <laughs> You guys are horrible. That's our job. And wait till I put the wrench on it. Oh, wow. Oh, dear God. There is no God but Zul. This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session AJS Productions. There were no fanboys or fangirls hurt, maimed, or killed during this episode. This time. The views and opinions on this show do not reflect the entire staff or network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. And if you would like a transcript of today's podcast, start typing. Visit us at AnimeJamSession.com and VOGNetwork.com for more information about the show. See you next time.